You're listening to Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and as always, thanks for tuning in. Yesterday, the NFL's team owners decided to penalize players if they kneel during the national anthem. The decision would allow players to remain in the locker room during the anthem, but if they are on the field, they will need to, quote, show respect. The move was met with the same mixed reaction seen over the past couple of years on this issue. One political reporter in Washington tweeted the NFL's move made Congress look somewhat functional and competent by comparison. Other commentators compared this to a form of slavery. Still, this is the type of firm hand President Donald Trump and many football fans have been waiting for team owners to take with players who kneel to protest police brutality against African-Americans. There's some irony to the timing of this decision. Milwaukee police yesterday released video of officers tasing Milwaukee Bucks player Sterling Brown because he wouldn't answer their questions about a parking violation. Indeed, this is the very point of the NFL protest, to draw attention to the disparate and often violent treatment of African-Americans by the police. And the NFL policy change also raises questions about the relationship between employers and employees. What can your employer compel from you as far as political expression is concerned? And if this were a question of, say, forcing NFL players to observe a Muslim prayer before each game, would as many Americans and our bigoted president be quite as enthusiastic about it? That's where we want to begin the rest of the conversation on the show today with this idea of compelling NFL players to show respect if they are on the field during the national anthem. Does that make sense? Is it a violation of players' rights to free speech? And how does this issue fit into the larger narrative of the discussion about police brutality and African-Americans in this country? Joining us now to talk more about it is John Neo. He is a Detroit News Sports columnist John, welcome to Detroit today. I'm here now. Very good. Thank you. All right. Um, let's uh, let's start with your quick reaction to what owners did here. One of the things I thought was very interesting was this was uh, announced maybe maybe 24 hours uh, after there was a leak about um, about another uh, way to address this issue that would have involved penalizing teams who uh, who visit another uh, stadium and and have some of their players I guess kneel for the anthem they would have a 15 yard penalty on the, on the kickoff I I saw that generate a lot of crazy buzz a, a few days ago and then this comes out um, I, I'm not sure this is an improvement over what they were proposing before uh, but it's certainly different no, and there was, I think, a bit of Trump-style negotiating going on between these owners as they tried to. I mean, they've been trying to hash this out for for more than a year now, really. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, this is an issue that the president co-opted last fall, sort of made NFL owners co-conspirators, if you will, in his own culture war, you know, last September when he started to come out and really just attacking players for kneeling. And, and then, you know, he sort of extended that to attacking the NFL and its owners for allowing it. Mm-hmm. And so they've been running scared ever since. And I think the problem with the solution is I'm not sure how big of a problem this really was after, you know, 
you know, after it really did sort of get diffused, I thought, last year. And I, I mean, I know there's a segment of the fan base that is offended by players kneeling for the anthem. Mm-hmm. Part of that is because the president was offended publicly. And part of it is because I don't think necessarily the players did a real good job of explaining what they were protesting in many cases. So, you know, I, I think there was some of that. But once it once it became once it became the daily topic on Fox and Friends, et cetera, sure. I, I think, the, you know, the, it, it was a lost cause in terms of trying to get rational discussion or, or debate about it. And so the NFL owners, like you said, I mean, they were talking some more drastic measures than this. Um, they think this is a compromise. Their players, uh, many of them are going to disagree, I think. And well, I think we'll start to hear that even more today when I mean, we're going to talk to the Lions here today yeah. after a practice. Um, I think, I mean, the NFL Players Association came out about 10 minutes later with a statement pretty harsh saying, you know, we weren't consulted at all about this. So I think that, I don't think they solved the problem if that's what their intention was. I'm not sure that's what their intention was. I think they were just trying to appease President Trump. Yeah. Well, there's a number of things going on here in this, in this issue. There's a lot that sort of layers on top of uh, the, the the principal issue, which is this this question of kneeling um, during the anthem. But can you talk a little about the relationship between owners and players in the employer-employee context? In other words, uh, this idea of compelling behavior that doesn't have to do with your job performance mm-hmm. um, in, in a in a work context where there is a labor agreement that I, I, I have happen to think that uh, that that will end up being one of the bigger issues that that has to be resolved here because you didn't consult the players union at all before you did this yeah no and I think that we saw the first sort of volley in that argument made yesterday by the Players Association, and it will continue. I mean, their labor contract has a couple more years before they have to sit down and have another lockout or strike, which mm-hmm. always seems inevitable once you know once those dates, those deadlines approach. But um, yeah, no, I, I there's such a disconnect in in many cases between the rank and file player and the usually billionaire owner who's you know, they're, they're not, you know, they're there occasionally watching practice. They're there. They'll pop in the to the locker room after a game. Some owners are different, and mm-hmm. certainly some owners have better relationships with their players. Um, I think the Lions came to an agreement last year. I mean, wasn't a particularly militant locker room, if you will. But, mm-hmm. um, but you know, they locked arms. I mean, and actually all the owners sort of, made that attempt last fall sort of fighting back against some of the really harsh rhetoric that came from the president. Right. Um, I think, I think some players viewed that, you know, pretty skeptically though, that it, it was more of a staged event, you know, the, the locked arms on the field with us, that kind of thing. I mean, some, mm-hmm. it was genuine and, but in, in some cases it wasn't where there was, you know, Jerry Jones on the field with his players, you know, getting them to kneel quickly before the anthem started. And mm-hmm. then, Let's all do, you know, let's all fall in line. And I think that's the feeling you're going to get from a lot of corners and a lot of NFL locker rooms this, you know, from now on is, you know, they don't really have our back. They thought they said they did, but they don't. Now, that said, I mean, this rule that they've, you know, passed, um, it's pretty similar to what the NBA rule has been all along. Um, Ever going all the way back to a, a similar incident with, 
Mahmoud Abdul Rauf, who uh-huh, wouldn't stand uh-huh. for the anthem, right. and you know they they implemented a similar rule. The difference is nobody was, you know, there was no Colin Kaepernick who raised the issue in the NBA a couple of years ago, and you know, there's a much better relationship I think between owners, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the commissioner in particular, and the players in the NBA than there is in the NFL. And I think you know the Roger Goodell issue is part of this as well. I don't think I don't think there's a lot of trust built up between players and owners and the league. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what about the racial dimension here? I mean, something like 80% of the players mm-hmm. in the NFL are African Americans. Uh, that doesn't mean that they all agree with mm-hmm. Colin Kaepernick. Uh, obviously, we've seen some people uh, come out and, and support him, do the same kinds of things that he was doing, but we've seen far more people I think not participate in this is the league sort of courting a racial confrontation with players by adopting a, a, a policy like this. I, well, I, certainly, I think there will be that'll be a perception that that they'll have to fight against, um, and especially when it comes time to find certain players. Now, I, I'm still unclear as to what is a proper show of respect. You know, does linking arms, perhaps, does that, you know, violate the rule and subject you to a fine? I think it would also be interesting to see, you know, the Jets chairman. uh, He says he's going to pay the fine. Came out and said he's going to pay every fine. He wants it to be a team. He doesn't believe in this. I mean, he he voted for it, he says, because the alternatives that came before it were worse. Were worse. uh, But, yeah, he says he's going to pay the fine for his players. I think that puts some pressure on other owners to do the same thing. Um, because I do think there will be some players certainly that will that will say no. I'm I'm standing on I'm kneeling on principle in this case. Um, so it'll be interesting. And the San Francisco 49ers, who obviously used to employ Colin Kaepernick and have been probably ground zero for this sort of movement, if you will, mm-hmm. um, they abstained from the vote. And and their owner was, um, you know, he didn't have a great answer, but he said, you know what, we got to talk about this some more and. I'm going to have concessions closed during the anthem because we can't be profiting off this moment while we're telling players to to, to stand and, and those kind of things. So I think there will be some issues that these owners now they think if they think they've got this solved, I think they're in for <laughs> in for a surprise. But yeah. at the same point, you're right. Inside the locker room, there's divisive issues that in every locker room, but this just adds one more, I think, to the mix. Yeah. Uh, this is Detroit Today on 101.9 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson. My guest is John Neo. He's a Detroit News sports columnist. We're talking about the NFL owners' announcement that they are changing the anthem policy in their league. They will require that if players are out on the field during the anthem, they must, quote, show respect, whatever that means. Uh, players will also be able to opt to stay in the locker room during the anthem if they don't want to show respect or do whatever it is that the owners want them to do during the anthem. Uh, We want to talk about what that means. What does that mean uh, in terms of employer-employee relations? What does that mean in the debate that we're having in this country about the reason that NFL players are kneeling uh, for the anthem, this uh, brutality and violence that African-Americans often suffer at the hands of police. Is this a step forward in all of those narratives, or is this a step 
backward or sideways. If you want to join the conversation, give us a call, 313-577-1019. That's 313-577-1019. You can also go to the WDET Facebook page and put your comments there, or go to Twitter and hashtag Detroit Today, and we will work you into the conversation. Let's go to Terry in Detroit. Terry, welcome to Detroit Today. Good morning, Stephen. Hey, Terry. Um, Two comments. One, I I just, the optics of this are so bad. Um, It just seems like a a group of rich guys working together to bully us into their definition of respect and and how we should behave Mm -hmm. based on their definition of respect. So the optics are just terrible. And as a football fan... I don't know. I'm just disgusted. I think I might be turning off the set. Coming yeah, so fall. that's what but, I was going to ask you, Terry. I mean, if you're a fan, and I am too. I am. Uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm torn. I'm just torn. I enjoy football. I don't enjoy being told what respect means by a bunch of rich guys who are not speaking out forcefully on what the base issue is here. Right. And it is brutality and, ju- and injustice to people. The second point is that this all started because of a marketing agreement. You and me and the rest of Americans and our tax dollars are paying for the armed services mm-hmm. to have a marketing agreement with the NFL that um, is what precipitated having the, all of the players on the field anyway during the national anthem. And I think that this just it tarnishes the image of the armed forces to be involved in an agreement that has become so divisive. Mm-hmm. And as a taxpayer, I'd like to vote my dollars out of this. Yeah. I, you know, uh, Terry, I really appreciate your bringing up uh, <clears throat> that issue in particular. And I think I think that's one of uh, the issues that, that probably uh, could lead to some litigation here. This idea that, uh, that federal tax dollars are being used to put on this anthem ceremony – uh, each week before uh, before games, and the owners trying to compel speech uh, with that money out of out of players. I know I, you know there are there are lots of contexts in which your employer right now can can make you do things or uh, or that you may not want to do. I'm not sure that this quite passes uh, the threshold. For that, because of uh, that that government involvement, um, you know, John Neo. I also I also think there's something about expression generally in the NFL that's sort of lurking behind this issue. This is a different league than, say, the NBA, for instance, where uh, first of all you can see players' faces much uh, more clearly, uh, and where expression. Uh, personal expression it has always been a huge part uh, of the enthusiasm that surpri- that surrounds the sport. Uh, the NFL has struggled with how to manage that over the years, right? There have been uh, sort of efforts at, at certain points to crack down on expression. Other times they've sort of let, uh, let people be a little looser uh, with things. I think that is part of – that's part of what we're talking about here, isn't it? Yeah, no, for sure, and and Terry brings up a good point, and and, and I think the difference is is there are more people voicing similar sentiments that Terry just voiced on the other side of this issue, and I mm-hmm. think that's what sort of is spurred you know some of this 
you know, overreaction, if you will, from, from the owners is that they had a lot of fans and it's a more conservative fan base mm-hmm. by and large. If you're measuring it against some of these other yes. professional sports, yes. um, they, they felt like this was a better business decision for them was to appease that segment of their fan base rather than perhaps Terry's fan, segment of the fan base. And I, and that's a calculated decision they made going all the way back. Like she said, I mean, they sort of were, were outed for, you know, they've been cloaking themselves in patriotism and mm-hmm, with these, mm-hmm. you know, essentially, you know, paying the military um, to, to, to drape them in, in camo, you know, once a month mm-hmm. you know, or once a, once a year during the season and those kind of things. And, and so they've, they've been, they've been making this decision for a lot longer than just, you know, the last year or two. Yeah. So, but no, you're right. And I think they, the players probably didn't have much of a legal, leg to stand on no pun intended until i think last fall and i I guess i don't i'm not a legal expert but when trump was tweeting about you know threatening to take away some tax you know exemptions and those kind of things for the nfl that's when i think he might might have torpedoed their own case in terms of restricting free speech but but again yeah i it's it's a league that stresses conformity at every turn so this should not surprise anyone that this is the kind of the reaction that they had to trump's you know incessant tweets about their business sure john neo sports columnist for the detroit news as always thanks for joining us here on detroit today thanks for having me Stephen. up next we're going to continue the conversation about the nfl's anthem policy with former nfl cornerback and nfl players association president Dominique Foxworth. And stay with us on the phones. What do you think about the new NFL anthem policy? And what do you think about the issues that lurk behind it? 313-577-1019 is always the number on the phones. We'll be right back with more Detroit Today. You're listening to Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and as always, thanks for joining us. Our next guest knows a thing or two about how the NFL works and how it treats its players. Dominique Foxworth is a former NFL cornerback and served as president of the NFL Players Association from 2012 to 2014. He knows what it's like to negotiate with Roger Goodell and other senior officials with the NFL. Since retiring from the league, he's graduated from Harvard Business School and has joined ESPN's The Undefeated as a senior writer. He writes often about the intersection of sports, race, politics, and culture. And he says yesterday's decision by the NFL forcing players to stand during the national anthem was, quote, a poor decision, both morally and professionally. Dominique Foxworth, welcome to Detroit Today. Thanks for having me. Mm-hmm. So uh, expand on that. Uh, you say this was a poor decision morally and professionally. What do you What do you mean by that? Yeah, so I think that uh, most of the time when in my years working with NFL and years watching NFL, you can boil their decisions down to simply it's what's in the best interest for them monetarily. And I don't think while I think some people might make the case that this is, I don't think that this necessarily is because uh, – they don't really please anybody. I, I think that the NFL has made a lot of money over the years by remaining kind of a blank slate and mm-hmm. apolitical. And the most recent decision 
they appear to be taking a side while not actually taking a side. And I think that that hurts them because they, they aren't going to fully please the, the Trump, so to speak, constituents because players can still stay in the locker room. Mm-hmm. And that will still, while now it's not necessarily viewed as um, a demonstration against the flag. And, and to be clear, obviously the players made it very clear that their demonstrations were never meant as disrespect to the flag. Somehow we've let other people co-opt that message, and, sure. and and that's kind of caught on as the players as disrespecting flag. They were trying to draw attention to, draw attention to police brutality mm-hmm. and, and generally issues facing black men. But uh, I just go back to the point that it doesn't seem to it, it seems to put them on a side, and I think that hurts them because when you're looking to to attract sponsors or you're looking to attract fans, it's nice to appear like a blank slate so that the, the fans and the sponsors can look at you and say, that's me. But right. now it's starting to get to a point where the NFL is becoming clearer who they are without actually pleasing the, the side that they're moving towards. Yeah, yeah. Uh, President Trump on Fox and Friends said about this, I don't think people should be staying in the locker rooms. Right. You have to stand proudly for the national anthem or you shouldn't be playing. You shouldn't be there. Maybe you shouldn't be in the country. You have to stand proudly for the national anthem. Of course, uh, the president is is often uh, somebody who goes to extremes when he talks about things, and I think that is meant as uh, a means of you know provocation uh, uh-huh. as opposed to understanding about these things. But I, I, I want to have you talk a little about um, the, the the perspective from the player's perspective here, right? right. Um, you were a player in a league. This is a league that's 80% African-American, and yet most of the fans uh, for this sport are are white. And there's a disconnect here, I think, that is, is really being highlighted by this controversy uh, between that fan base and the players. Uh, can you talk about how you felt that, um, uh, right. if at all, when you were playing? Yeah, I mean, it's very clear that the NFL likes control, and that's one of the friction. Obviously, me working um, heavily at a union, that's going to bump heads with the league office quite often because they want control. And I think more than anything, more than wanting to appease Trump, and I think this is a bit of a, a bit of an out-there opinion as far as the way people are looking at this, but more than wanting to please Trump or appease the fan base, I think that uh, a group of the owners were embarrassed, mm-hmm, frankly, mm-hmm. by not being able to uh, control and, and air quotes their their players and not have them step in line. So this is very militaristic and not even current military style. It's very old fashioned. The business of football mm-hmm. and uh, it's very militaristic in the way that they want to do things. And when players step out of line, I think it's frankly um, taking as disrespect by the owners and i think more than anything that they wanted to save face and uh and it's not all of them though because i think we often look at the players like a monolith we often look at the nfl and think it is one thing when Mm -hmm. it's all just different owners and i think you can tell that not all the owners are on board with this by how convoluted the policy is where it's like no the league will not impose a fine individual teams may impose a fine players can't kneel no personnel can kneel, but they can stay in the locker room. So it seems to me what happened in that room is while it is a room predominantly, overwhelmingly uh, older white men, I think that's at least some of them in there uh, did not agree with the idea of push of forcing players out there because we ended up with this kind of middle ground policy that doesn't seem uh, to please anybody. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, again, 313-577-1019 is the number on the phones. Uh, our guest is Dominique Foxworth. Uh, he's a senior writer with The Undefeated, a former NFL cornerback, uh, also former president of the NFL Players Association. Uh, you can also go to the WDET Facebook page, put your comments there, or go to Twitter and hashtag Detroit Today and we will work you into the conversation. Diane on Twitter says, the nonsense narrative that the protests taken during the national anthem insult the military is ridiculous. As a veteran family, we support the right to free speech that our veterans fought for. Uh, Diane, thanks very much for that comment. Uh, let's, go to, uh, let's go to Ryan on the east side of Detroit. Ryan, welcome to Detroit today. Hey, how are you? Hey, good. Go ahead. Hey, uh, just just wanted to say, um, you know, I wanted to piggyback off of you guys' comments. Um, you know, it seems like the NFL is going to do whatever in their, their monetary interest. And the NFL seems to turn a blind eye to um, things that most of society would think were, were truly just really unsavory. You know, the NFL kind of seems like the Ellis Island of, you know, uh, criminals where we're accepting rapists and, you know, um, women beaters and putting them out, out in the field. But if someone stands for social, social justice, that's frowned upon. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a really um, strange, strange way of looking at things. Yeah, yeah. Ryan, thanks very much uh, for the call uh, and the comments. Uh, let's go to Emily in Troy. Emily, welcome to Detroit today. Hi, Stephen. Hi. How are you? Good. How are you? Good. I just wonder where does it end? The president says something and corporations and organizations have to to cater to whatever whim he throws out there and what dictatorship idea he has mm-hmm. instead of talking to the players. This is just wrong. They might as well have to say yes, master at the same time. I mean, this is that's what that the whole pledge is about, justice for all. There is no justice for all. And that's mm-hmm. why they're not standing they're kneeling and it doesn't say anywhere that you can't kneel and that shows disrespect this is just some dictatorship idea and where does it end yeah emily thanks very much for the call Uh, and the question uh dominic foxworth you were president of the nfl players association what do you make of this move sort of bypassing the union and not asking players at all what they think yeah, so the collective bargaining agreement is, is the document that is negotiated between the two parties that right. uh, should encompass like all of the rules, but the league is free to put together their own policies on uh, that the teams are to abide by. So they've tried to circumvent the negotiating with the players or discussing this with the players by finding the league, or, or excuse me, finding the teams as opposed to finding players. And I, I mean, and many of the owners came out after the decision was made and, and tried to kind of say that they took into account the players' opinions. But mm-hmm. if they wanted the players' opinions, they would have had them in the room. They so would have They it, would have asked, yeah, right. Yeah, it's, and the players have not been shy about sharing their opinions, particularly on these topics. So uh, this, I'm sure, will be challenged if a player is eventually fined. I'm sure this will be challenged by the Players Association and end up in quite a bit of litigation which, again, will just stretch this story out further, which is mm-hmm. not what the league wants. Why I think is why we're all kind of struggling today because we're confused at why the NFL would impose this kind of uh, hodgepodge of rules to, to try to fix a problem and, and not really fix it. And I wanted to put out one last thing. is mm-hmm. if I don't necessarily think that they're trying to appease 
Um, the president, I think the president bringing attention to this is cer- certainly forced their hand. At least I hope the league and the owners aren't trying to appease the president because, as you heard in his comments on Fox and Friends this morning, that he'll just move the goalposts. Right. Because That's right. embedded in those comments was, I don't think they should be staying in the locker room. Right. So if some players stay in the locker room, I guarantee that becomes another campaign issue for um, 45 to talk about. Yeah. Uh, Janai on Facebook says the players need to band together to stand up for their right to freedom of expression. The players are the reason people tune in and go to stadiums to watch these games. Uh, I've seen some folks, Dominique, talk about whether the players ought to sit out uh, as as a means of protest uh, for uh, for something like this. Does that make sense uh, as a response? Yeah, I mean, I. I... Collective action is how you get anything done in any government or any negotiation at any point. If you can uh, galvanize a group of people to do anything, you can pretty much accomplish whatever it is you want. But as we talked about the owners not being a monolith, the players on a monolith. We had players speak out in the past that disagreed with guys using the anthem or using the anthem as a time to make some sort of um, demonstration to make a broader public point. So. I'd be stunned if all 1,800 players uh, are willing to do that going forward. And if they're not all willing to do it, it doesn't mean that other players shouldn't, if that's the point that they want to make. But I would hesitate against pushing guys to do that because that is quite a major sacrifice. And I'm not sure to what end necessarily. Yeah, Uh, Ron on Facebook says not one minute of his life is going to be spent Watching the NFL institutionalized or any other form of racism is unacceptable. Do you think there's it's possible uh, fans could react in large numbers to this and and tank ratings even further than they already have? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I think the the those are things that the league responds to. It's money. If, mm-hmm. if sponsors start to pull out, if fans stop watching, uh, that doesn't impact their their wallets immediately, but. The reason why the NFL is so profitable is because, as we all know, like uh, live sports is where the money is as far as uh, TV is concerned. I think NFL games are are very well represented in the top ten of all time viewed mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. TV programs. So if those ratings drop, then that directly impacts what they're going to be able to sell their TV rights for the, in the next time. And that that speaks to the owners. So I think that's a good point that you bring up. While there are many people who would suggest that the players should uh, should should uh, stop playing in order to make a, make a point, if the fans feel that strongly, then maybe they should, uh, should speak with they their They can action. make the point, yeah. Okay, Dominique Foxworth, senior writer with The Undefeated, former NFL cornerback and former president of the NFL Players Association. Thanks very much for being here on Detroit Today. Great. Thanks for having me. It's going to do it for me today. I'll be back tomorrow. I hope you will, too. This is 1019 WDET, Detroit's public radio station, a community service of Wayne State University. We'll see you tomorrow.